In this episode, we look at the nexus between development banking and climate finance. Also, Moody's affirms the East African Development Bank credit score at medium grade. From over a thousand cities and 128 countries, Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. The Development Bank of Rwanda became the first national development bank globally and in East Africa to launch a sustainability-linked bond. The bank has been innovating products in the green and climate-resilient space, renewable energy and so much more. In this episode, Isaac Rugamba Rutagwanda, Resource Mobilization Manager at the Development Bank of Rwanda, discusses the nexus between development banking and climate finance products and whether they are Africa-friendly. Development banks play a crucial role in climate finance by channeling funds into sustainable projects and initiatives. It serves as a nexus by providing financial support that addresses climate change, as well as technical support. And this intersection helps drive positive change by allocating resources to areas that contribute to both economic development and environmental well-being. Equally, development banks are driven primarily by impact rather than profit. And as a result, they're able to take risks that perhaps commercial banks are not willing to or not have the capacity to by investing in setting up funds and opportunities for green finance initiatives to thrive. And this is essentially what BRD has done with our flagship product, Ireme Invest, which seeks to avail affordable finance to businesses involved in climate mitigation and adaptation. And so BRD, together with our partners, have come up with a eligibility criteria that aligns to global um, best practices and will be publishing more about this product in the near future uh, well, uh, on, on our website where we have information around the operation of this fund and projects that are eligible for financing. Green bonds and other debt instruments like sustainability-linked bonds are financial instruments designed to help issuers raise financing for green finance as well as SDG financing. Green bonds, however, are earmarked for projects that align to a certain taxonomy or eligibility criteria and, other, and are therefore pipeline-based instruments, while sustainability-linked bonds are performance-based instruments that essentially require issuers to set out predefined KPIs, which they'll be held accountable to by investors. Regarding their relevance on the continent, I think you see that in most cases, the climate mitigation and adaptation taxonomy in terms of what constitutes green projects is not well elaborated. And therefore, most of the time, issuers will have to align these criteria to perhaps European or other uh, you know, well-developed taxonomies which might not be relevant for the African context. However, you find that with performance-based instruments like sustainability link bonds, there is growing prominence in Africa uh, specifically where you have issuers uh, committing to certain KPIs while not being bound in terms of the use of proceeds 
for what these prog uh, projects can, uh, can 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 be used to finance. In the case of BRD, you might have heard that we've recently issued a sustainability link bond, uh, which essentially uh, committed BRD to a certain amount of KPIs, which are relevant to our context as Rwanda. Um, and so this is around increasing ESG compliance in the financial sector, increasing lending to women, doubling uh, BRD's lending to women, as well as increasing access to affordable housing. Uh, even though this instrument is relevant to the Rwandan context, it's important that it aligns with global principles around SLBs and global uh, international capital market authority principles around sustainability financing. And so BRD has had the KPI framework for the sustainability link bond verified by SNP, which is a global rating agency, to give investors that confidence that even though this is adapted to the local context, it is still a uh, instrument that aligns to global practices and gives investors that extra confidence. And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index wrapped up a volatile Tuesday session about 0.7% down, settling at 11th month lows of 70,773. It's third day of declines after strong US jobs report pointing to a resilient economy stoked interest rate hike fears. At the same time, investors digested hawkish comments from several Federal Reserve policymakers indicating the central bank was likely to keep interest rates higher for longer. On the corporate front, Rate-sensitive tech giants Prosas and Naspers, along with resource-linked sectors and industries, posted the biggest losses while financials gained 0.9%. And a quick trip around Africa, the S&P Global Egypt PMI fell to 48.7 in September 2023, slipping farther from 49.2 in the previous month. It's the 34th straight month of contraction in the non-oil private sector and the steepest since May, weighed by the sharper declines in output and new orders as Egyptian oil business continued to indicate low demand environment due to high inflation. Moreover, new work intakes have declined at a faster pace since May, though the drop was mild when compared to those seen at the start of the year. On the price front, higher rate of input cost inflation was still observed, although slightly slowed for the previous month's five-month high. Meanwhile, firms expanded their employment levels for the second consecutive month in September, which was at the fastest pace in over five years for stronger workforces. Looking ahead, the degree of optimism slipped from the previous month due to concerns about price volatility and liquidity issues. Morocco's GDP grew by 2.3% year-on-year in quarter two, 2023, following a 3.5% rise in the previous three-month period and compared to a 2.2% growth in the same period of 2022. Government spending rose by 3.1% and household consumption increased by 0.4%, while investment fell by 3.1%. In the meantime, foreign trade contributed positively to GDP, with exports rising by 6.5%, while imports soared by 1%. On the production side, mainly upward contributions came from mining activities, agriculture, education, health, transportation, services rendered by general public administration and construction. The executive board of the International Monetary Fund approved an 18-month arrangement for Morocco under the Resilience and Sustainability Facility in an amount equivalent to 
1 billion SDRs or about $1.32 billion, equivalent to about 112% of the quota. The RSF arrangement will help Morocco address climate vulnerabilities, bolster its resilience against climate change, and seize the opportunities from decarbonization. It will also help Moroccan authorities strengthen preparedness for natural catastrophes and stimulate financing for sustainable development. The arrangement will coincide with the remaining 18 months under the FCL arrangement approved in April 2023. Global rating firm Moody's Investor Service has affirmed the East African Development Bank's credit score at medium grade with some speculative elements and moderate credit risk in the long-term investment grading. Affirmed at BAA3 rating, the grading also means the bank has acceptable ability to repay short-term debt and maintain a stable outlook. The rating reflects the lender's strong capital position offset by low development asset credit quality and a legacy of high non-performing assets. Moody's assessment of strength of member support balances a large cushion of callable capital with the limited ability of shareholders to provide support given the low ratings of the bank's four main shareholders. The shareholders Kenya, Rwanda, Tanzania and Uganda were rated at B3 negative, B2 stable, B2 positive and B2 negative respectively. The stable outlook reflects a balance of upside and downside risks. The Central Bank of Kenya maintained its benchmark interest rate at 10.5% for the second consecutive meeting on October 3rd, 2023, the highest in seven years as expected. Policymakers noted that overall inflation held relatively steady at 6.8% in September of 2023 compared to 6.7% in August and it's projected to stay within the central bank's target range in the near term, supported by lower food prices and anticipated improvements in supply. Additionally, non-food and non-fuel inflation is expected to decline, indicating a reduction in underlying inflationary pressures. The committee also assessed that the effects of the monetary policy tightening implemented in June 2023 to anchor inflation expectations are still being felt throughout the economy. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at The Dong.